Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Well, we know that you got at least one question in yesterday because you texted us the answer, and he called you by name. Did you, how many questions yeah. you get in yesterday, and what'd you learn? Okay, before oh, you answer that, Trey. Them, before you answer that, I want to mm-hmm. say a big thank you to Trey because you totally, uh, by asking that question and getting the response that you did from Sam Pittman, I totally changed my entire plans. I'm coming to Fayetteville. Saturday, Marcus and I are coming All to Fayetteville right. Saturday. Wow. And that was not going to happen until you sent me that response. So Great. thank you, Trey, for asking the question. Well, and in, any other question that you may have asked, fairness, you elaborate on those. In fairness, I'm also the reason that. you decided you weren't going to go in the first place for giving you bad information. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. So it's kind of a wash. Okay. Well, the third, yeah, yeah so, I mean, the, third, the 30 plays, uh-uh. I ain't yeah. driving, no. Well, well, everything that I'd heard from him up to that point was it was going to be like a regular practice, you know, and, you know, I just I just assumed that it was going to be very much like a regular practice. And uh, I don't know if he changed his mind a little bit on how they were going to do things or, or what exactly, but uh, I would expect, you know, probably over 100 plays, I guess, and they're going to really work those third-team guys. They'll mix in the second-team guys that they want to see get hit with the third team. So the third-team guys are going to be live tackle pretty much the whole time when they're in there, along with some second-team guys mixed in there from time to time. Uh, you're not going to see that with the first team. They'll thud up, which is basically everything but driving a guy to the ground. So, um, you know, running back comes through the hole, a linebacker will square up and, and stop him in his tracks. So it's not going to be like tagging off or something like that. So it'll be a little bit more physical than, you know, what you see in a normal practice every day, just not going to drive them down to the ground. Uh, they'll mix in some second-team guys with the first team from time to time. They call that like combo periods. Uh, they'll mix in second-team guys with the third-team guys. So first-team guys will scrimmage, not tackle to the ground. Second-team guys will scrimmage, not tackle to the ground. And then second-slash-third-team guys will scrimmage and tackle to the ground. And then the third-team guys by themselves will scrimmage and tackle to the ground. So uh, that's going to be the format for, for Saturday. I don't even remember exactly what all I asked him yesterday, <laughs> to be honest with you, Randy. Hmm. It wasn't a long interview. It was like 10 minutes. I was just I was just thrilled because uh, I was kind of disappointed after what you said yesterday. And and in the process, Trey, between when you were um, on with us yesterday and when you had a chance to meet with Sam, Sam sent me a text and he said, "Look, I'm I'm going to help Trey out in the press conference. I'm going to get you know I'm going to give him oh, clarification goodness. of what to expect." So that that's why he gave you such a lengthy answer. He wanted to make sure that you know mm-hmm. everything was clear. Oh, it was lengthy. Yeah. So. He went into detail on it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so now that we kind of know what to expect, and uh, this will start promptly at 11 o'clock. Uh, was mm-hmm. there the question asked, because I, I usually like to ask this both going into and then after it's all said and done, you know, what, what do they hope to accomplish? Did they, did, 
Coach Pittman say what they hope to accomplish, though, this, this Saturday? Yeah. Well, there'll be guys like that they want to see get hit. Uh, A.J. Green was a guy that he mentioned okay. specifically that, you know, they feel needs to get tackled and see what he's got. So uh, we'll see certain players like, you know, I think that's going to be big for running backs and, you know, anybody who's tackling on defense uh, to be able to go like that, you know, that physical. Uh, so I think he feels pretty good about the veteran guys on the team. And, you know, he's mentioned that they quote unquote thud up better than they ever have since he's been there. So, uh, but I, I really think that you start thinking about like, you know, who are the guys that are going to help us in a backup role? You know, who's going to, Who's going to be there? Because as we've said in this conference before, you're only as good as your backups because guys get injured and banged up. And then, you know, when you're relying on your second team guys, then you're also relying on third team guys because they're your new backups. So I, I really get the feeling that we're going to see a lot of that. Um, you know, from a special team standpoint, I feel like they've put more emphasis on special teams this year than, than they have. And I felt like they did that a lot last year also. So, um, yeah, we'll see on special teams, uh, you know, how they figure some things out. I think they, you know, as far as kickers go, you know, Cam Little's pretty well established. There's some competition with Reed Bauer and Max Fletcher for that starting punting job. Uh, so that's a, that's an area to watch also. But, you know, just also in general, um, you know, there's there's so many different roles on special teams. So that, that'll play a role. Uh, but also, you know, how does Cade Fortin do a quarterback, you know, do we see Malik Hornsby at wide receiver, you know, working that package a little bit more with maybe a little bit more physicality? They may they may keep Malik off limits as far as thud up goes. Um, you know, is Jaden Hazelwood, is he going to be ditching the green jersey? Is he going to be able to be thudded up? He's been dealing with a bit of a shoulder injury. So there are some questions like that. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they're settled at wide receiver right now. You know, they the last practice they had, uh, Warren Thompson – um, Keetron Jackson, who I think's had a really good spring, and Jaden Hazelwood, or excuse me, uh, Bryce Stevens. Those were the first three wide receivers in. The week before, Jaden Hazelwood was in in place of Bryce Stevens. So that could be some competition to watch. Um, you know, the the second group running backs. Obviously, we're not going to see Dominic Johnson, but Rashad DeBinion and James Joyner and um, um, A.J. Green, you know, all those guys, it sounds like they're going to take licks. Um, you know, I would expect Javion Hunt too as well. So, you know, we could see probably all those running backs aside from Rocket Sanders go live, and that's always fun to watch, you know, because are, are they able to make guys miss? How are they driving through tackles? All that kind of stuff. So I think there's a lot of a lot of things to pay attention to, but primarily I think at this stage mostly with, like, backup spots. Um and then, you know, there's Drew Sanders, and I don't know if Poupal will be healthy to, to scrimmage or not by Saturday, but, you know, there's other position battles like that that um, that will be notable. Left tackle, I'm sure we'll see Brady Latham at left tackle, see Luke Jones, see Devon Manuel. Maybe all those guys get in a little bit of action with the first group. Who knows? Um, but, you know, there are a few position battles like that, but I really think this is something that could go a long way to, you know, help them decide a little bit more with the second teams and third team guys. Yeah, so you, were like talking, you were talking ahead, about spe- yeah, special teams. I just have forgotten this. I'm really sorry. Was Cam Little here last spring? Did they already know how good he was, or did he not yes. arrive till the fall? He wasn't as good. He wasn't mm-hmm. as good. 
I, I don't know what happened between spring and last fall, uh, but a switch went off in Cam Little. But no, I, I remember not being wildly impressed last spring. Now he he went to a bunch of I don't know if you call them camps, and I'm not sure you would call it. And it went and worked with instructors, but that's where mm-hmm. who was the kicker that missed the field goal uh, towards the end, and he went and consoled him. Um, Mississippi State. Oh, Mississippi for Mississippi State. State. Yeah, well, they had, they yeah. had bad on this And Mike Leach school. tore him down in the press conference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this was the young man that, that he had gotten close to or, or got to know uh, through these camps mm. and uh, or whatever you want to call them, but uh, kicking see. camps. So, yeah, that's, that's where I think he made that quantum leap, and certainly it paid off this past fall. By the way, um, I, did y'all notice, what was it, about a week and a half ago, Good Morning America was in Fayetteville. Yeah, what was and that about? They, well, mm-hmm. they there were two contributions made. One of them, uh, I think they came primarily because of the Burlesworth Foundation. And so mm-hmm. uh, the Burlesworth, because they had some of the kids from actually Parson Hills Elementary and Springdale came. There were ten of them. And there was a company... I can't remember, uh, I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember who the sponsors were, but somebody wrote them a check for $10,000, the Burlesworth Foundation. At the same time, some, there was another company that donated $25,000 to the uh, charity that Cam Little is supporting. So mm-hmm. um, About that, Down that, Syndrome. Yeah, for Down mm-hmm. Syndrome. Really, really cool that that happens. So, again... You know, all salutes to Cam Little for what he's doing for kids with Down syndrome. Yeah, the guy that was on uh, GMA that uh, that came down for that, he's actually a University of Arkansas graduate. He was in school. I believe his name's TJ. Mm. I think that's right. He was in school around the same time that, uh, or actually at the same time that, that Burlesworth was. I was oh, in school then too, so I guess he's okay. about my age. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's originally uh, a University of Arkansas graduate. Really, I, that, and that's all I knew about it, and I didn't know that, Trey. So that's that's interesting. Great that they picked the U of A, and it's great that uh, those organizations benefited. I saw the GMA stuff on the, you know, on the the ribbon around the stadium, and I, I was wondering, like, what what is going on? <laughs> why, are they, why do they have Good Morning America yeah. up on the stadium? But I, I saw the the feature later on. I had not. I'd heard that they were there, but I didn't know the reason why mm-hmm. they were there. So that was it. They they weren't there to film spring practice. Or if they were, they could only do the nope. first few periods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they might have got some leniency. Yeah, <laughs> you think so? Let's stay within the rules yeah. here, guys. Okay. Um, one area trade that I uh, am very interested in watching, particularly uh, with Marcus going with me is the offensive line, and that in particular is those young guys, the second tier, if you will, not, not, mm-hmm. the, not the guys in the front line, but the second tier. Um, I, I got a feeling there's Crawford. Uh, you already talked about Henderson. Some of these kids, they've got to be pushing, you know, for some playing time. Uh, what do you think well, it's going to take for those guys to break through? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned those two guys because they've been rolling with the first group. Uh, Stromberg was out yesterday, so Marcus Henderson was in there. And Stromberg's been, you know, he's been a little limited here and there. He's had, um, I believe he banged his knee up pretty early in spring, if I remember correctly. And then, uh, of course, uh, Wagner, they've kind of shelled him with a back injury, as Pittman puts it. 
And uh, so Crawford has been working at at right tackle, you know, a pretty substantial bit uh, this spring, and then uh, with Marcus Henderson at, at center. So those two guys, I think, show a lot of promise. It might be for the future more than anything. Uh, you know, you get the feeling that Brady Latham is going to be a guy that could bounce around a lot of places. They like Jalen St. John also. We've seen Jalen St. John move with the first team when Brady Latham has moved at different spots also. Uh, so, yeah, that second group, when you take when you take Henderson out, because Henderson's like, what is he, like 290? He's a little bit light still. He needs to put on some weight, and I'm sure that they've been in his ear about that. But if you take him out of the equation, that second-team offensive line – goes let's see 346 pounds i think goodness yeah i mean that's that second team offensive line might be the biggest offensive line in all football just like it was back when sam Pittman was here originally with the first team offensive line so big things are ahead i should say for the offensive line it may not be in 2022 uh, but 2023 definitely when you start looking at a marion harris and andrew chambly and devon manuel and uh, of course, Takiyas Crawford, Jalen St. John. Um, and then, of course, if, um, you know, even with Henderson in there, it's still, I mean, it's still a huge, when you factor in his weight, it's still a huge offensive line and may still be the biggest in college football. And so, uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of promise. And, you know, Patrick Kutis may be, may be the most underrated recruit that's in this class. He's not enrolled yet, but he's, I mean, it's hard to say he's under-recruited when, you know, we on 24-7, we had him as a four-star. He was a composite three-star when you factor in all the rankings from all the services. But he was a composite four-star, or excuse me, a, a 24-7 sports four-star, 6'6", 300-plus pounds, big, nice-looking kid, too. So uh, they've done some good work recruiting on the offensive line. This young bunch is, is really impressive. The older bunch, you know, not quite as big, obviously, unless you – Count Dalton Wagner, who's six nine, three thirty something, but man, what a—I mean, just so much experience, just so much experience with those guys. I mean, Ricky Stromberg is about to be a fourth-year starter. Brady Latham about to be a third-year starter. Bo Limmer—I mean, he's kind of been off and on a little bit more, but mostly for the last two years, he's been a starter and is about to be a third-year starter. Um, and who am I leaving out? I think, I mean, that's, there's four guys on the offensive line who are multi-year starters who, you know, are either going into their third year or fourth year as a starter on the offensive line. Four guys going into their third or fourth year as a starter on the offensive line. That's, that's pretty rare to have, and it's, that's tough to overcome no matter how big those young guys are. Let's talk with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, uh, he was talking about – that's T.J. Holmes that's on Good Morning America, and yeah. they've had, they have had him come in several times. I've seen him, you know, call the hogs during the football game, you know, mm. during the timeout and so forth. But uh, the other question I had, I think he possibly was on one of Nolan Richardson's basketball teams, and I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think he ever played any, but maybe he walk, was on team for a year on. or two. Yeah, walk on. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, he was a walk on. Okay. Yeah. And the other question I had for you, Trey, is of the freshmen that will be coming in this fall, how many of them came in for this last semester, skipped their uh, last semester of high school to come in to, on campus? And on scholarship, 16. 16 scholarship. Okay. 
18 total, I believe. Okay. Thank yeah, you. A lot. That's a lot <laughs> of guys. And that didn't include all the transfers that enrolled. I mean, they had a pretty nice boost. And, you know, it's kind of funny because they have, even still with all that, you know, you're you're limited still in the spring from a number standpoint because you don't have your full team there. Last year, they, I mean, it was like 130 guys or something ridiculous. They had so many players last spring, it kind of spoiled them because they were able to two-spot and, you know, run the first and third groups over on this field and run the second and fourth groups on that field. And they they haven't really had that luxury uh, this spring. Uh, But they still have a lot of players in because of all those early enrollees. And I think it's also allowed them – to work a little bit more on special teams. And I've talked about that before because they've had a lot of early enrollees um, in recent class. Last year they did too, you know, and they worked a lot of special teams. But, um, you know, a lot of times you rely on, you know, you identify guys like, this guy going to play for us, you know, we're going to get him ready on special teams. And I just think that's been a benefit and, and added, um, you know, usually forever, for many, many years it seemed like in the spring, about the only special teams work they would do is field goal extra point, and punt team, and that's about it. They wouldn't really work, um, you know, punt return that much or kick return or, um, you know, any of that other stuff. So well, Trey, with those they're able numbers, to do all of it. I don't know if you were listening to us earlier, but that just reinforces the thought of why doesn't the NCAA or why don't these schools talk about playing a spring game with another school? Mm-hmm. With all the, Particularly now with all these signees coming early, Arkansas is not the only school that's doing this. Or transfer mm-hmm. portal players coming in, uh, I gotta believe there'd be some pretty good revenue there. Uh, plus, you'd get a you'd get the, several games on TV too, which would be more revenue. And they're always looking for more revenue. Why is that never discussed? Well, I think there's probably a couple of reasons. One, coaches are worried about injuries. I mean, you see more and more; it's less and less live tackling. I've I said before, you know, when we were talking about why aren't they doing a red-white game, and I speculated maybe we're getting close to that time where they're saying, you know, spring football is not going to be any tackle, which I do think could happen at some time. I really think that's a possibility. You talking about a the mandate, only- or are you just talking about voluntarily? No, man, a mandate. I think I think eventually we could see that, um, but. I mean, they guys, they have tackled – I've been to every practice except for the one, and that was the scrimmage. They have not tackled one time. Hmm. The only time they tackled was that scrimmage, all spring. I mean, the only time they have tackled live is one time through the last ten practices. Hmm. And I don't think they have any plans to do it aside from, you know, with the third group and a little bit of the second group moving forward. So um, – that's not a lot of hitting. And also, if you talk about, hey, let's bring in Oklahoma State. Let's say, you know, somebody yeah, fairly nearby. Sure. Bring in right. Oklahoma State. Exactly. Um, somebody's going to keep score. Yeah, that's okay. Keep score. They just don't count on your record. If the score's being kept, then, you're, if the score's being kept then, it's, then it's full live tackle. Great. And I'll sure. tell you something they don't do in the spring is they don't tackle below the waist. No matter – and that's been, you know, something they've done for a long time. They always try to take care of the guy, you know, across from them because they're a teammate. Right. So when you're tackling, there's no diving at the legs in, in scrimmages. It's all so above the waist. So you can't do that in a the game then. And, and, and how about, I was saying earlier, okay, how about if your starters can only play the first half? How about if your quarterback, you put a green jersey on him? How, you know, there are a lot of things mm-hmm. you could do 
that still there would be an entertaining uh, game that uh, my point is Arkansas played its last game January 1st. They play their next mm-hmm. game in September. They go eight months with no game in their biggest revenue sport. And it's the same yeah. for everybody. Why wouldn't you consider something in April, which gives your fans wets their whistles, and that way you've got something kind of in between? Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I would I would love to see it. I'm just giving reasons why it won't happen. Okay. <laughs> Well, at the next press conference, why don't you ask Sam Pittman about that? <laughs> Maybe. Would you be in favor of a spring game uh, against another team? Maybe Hunter Urechek's the one we need to address. All of the coaches, obviously, would be the ones that would have to say, yes, we'd like to do that. Yeah. Unless you're talking like a million dollars. Well, you could make a million dollars easily. You don't have to sell that many tickets to make a million dollars. Then you get TV involved and... You got more than a million. Yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes money talks without even having to debate it. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a 530 day for you. All right. Yep. Bye, guys. Uh, Straight Media of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service.